Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Morning, guys. Key, hey, morning, boys. Maxer. Key in Hello, Maxer. Houston. Key in Maxer. Key in Houston for uh, our spring tour. Yes. How hot is it out there, Key? It's, it's, a, it's cooler now. It's not as bad as it was several days ago. Pretty, yesterday? It's pretty several. Chill. No, we, we yesterday. Three days. No, several is three. Well, I got here on Tuesday, knucklehead. That's two days ago. It's three. What's the day? Thursday. Yesterday. Well, it's Tuesday. two days ago, but this is the third day. Oh, yes. Yeah. I just feel you several or like. Okay, you know, Mr. Just, Duke, I get it. You're you you got it. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Jeez, this guy here is always trying to. Why is your get voice... a gotcha moment in everything? Why instead of just tone? saying okay, it's not hot, I get it. He wants to continue to talk about the weather. You have a good time with the people in Houston. Key, I've I... had a blast. St. Andrews, is that where you're at? No, not St. Andrews, not St. Augustine. St. Elmo's, where are you? St. Arnold's. Arnold's uh, yeah, St. Arnold's Brewery. Do you like the way that I said that? <laughs> I love it. it. It was fun, though. It was cool. What? It was indoor-outdoor kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, pizza. They made a pizza, which was great. You know, I Named ate after you, right? Yeah, well, they called it Just Give Me the Damn Pizza, which, you just know, I'm so, I'm so sick of this, this, this Just Give Me the Damn, this You shouldn't have written a book just called in. that. Yeah, but that was 100 years ago. But you wrote, it was a, it was a big thing, and it was it's a It's a popular. big thing still. People buy them. Okay, I get residuals. That's what <laughs> exactly. I'm saying. You can't uh, complain about what you're profiting off of. <laughs> no, I'm not complaining like that. I just, it's, okay, so every time somebody, I'm trying to think, what would somebody come up to Max and say? Oh, Iguodala. Yeah. Uh, I fall be, off the I cliff. Want uh, I yeah. want Iguodala. Tom Brady off the cliff. Yeah. I see. Uh, like yeah, yeah, 40 yeah. years from now, they'll be sent. You'll be like, yeah, I don't want to hear that yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like everything is just give me this. Give me the damn mic. Give me the damn this. Give me, it's like, <laughs> just no. I Mike get it. your couch. Yes. Yes, right? It happens, yeah. but it, But it's good. They've been great to me. Uh, all these cities that we've gone to, Jay's been in Memphis. They were great to him. Me too. We were in Chicago together. Great. New York obviously is great. Now that I'm in Houston, they've been great. Um, yeah. Then we got Raleigh, North Carolina next, Key. We're going to Raleigh, North Carolina. It's your your neck of the woods. Hopefully, I'll get a great tour of, of uh, oh, wait, no. Uh, Duke's not in Raleigh, though. Yeah, it's RDU, like the Research Triangle area, yeah. Okay, so hopefully it. I'll get a great tour there. by you of all your um, – College hangout stomping grounds. We can just pass by. We don't have to go in and, uh, you know, see see everything going on down in Raleigh in the next couple weeks. Give me the, we should call it just give me the damn tour. Give me oh, the damn tour. All right. Give me the no, damn God. tour. <laughs> it's just like, oh, God. It's one of those deals, man. But yeah. it was, it's fun. It's been great. Had a chance to hang out with Pat Costello um, here a little bit. Our producer. Oh, you got that chance, did traveling. you? Yeah. He, we've, been, we've been bonding here over the last, I would say, Two days. Is that better for you, <laughs> Jay? The last Thank you for days. being more exact, Keith. Un- unlike when we were bonding with Evan in Chicago, this is yeah. more intimate. Mm-hmm. Ah, interesting. So, Evan, you have to keep it at arm's distance, Evan, right? would you like to defend yourself on why you did Evan's a little bit of a stalker, I think, is what Key is trying to no, say. No, you were speaking of stalkers yesterday. So Evan and I, along with Jay as in Chicago, you know, when you are promoting, we, we promote a lot of what we do ahead of time so people know where we where we're gonna be and you had autograph seekers in Chicago. So Evan was the security guard basically to tell the guys, no, we we're not 
signing anything except for the person that put his hand on the palm of my back. But Why that's fine. Evan wasn't really there. Well, I was for protecting me. Key in the moment. Yeah, that, well, yeah. one of the reasons you're always protecting Key, Evan. One of the reasons I don't sign stuff, Max, is because it's autograph seekers, mm-hmm. and they are making money off yeah, my yeah, name, yeah, yeah. likeness, no and image. Yeah. They I put it on mind. eBay and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. mind signing stuff for kids or this or that or whatever the case is or taking pictures. I don't mind that or blank paste piece of paper, T-shirts or hats. So yesterday, this is this is creepy and weird. So yesterday, we we are there and we're signing. You know, I'm taking pictures. I'm not signing anything because people have memorabilia and they want me to sign. I'm not signing it. So don't ask me again. I'm not signing it. I'm taking pictures and I'm smiling. I'm kissing babies. We leave. We get into our car. And I'm not paying any attention. We're just talking and chopping it up as we're driving alone. Now, mind you, this is 30 minutes from where we're staying. 30 minutes from where we stay. We pull in the valet. They take the car. We get out. Three dudes pop out of the side of the building. And I'm telling you the truth. It was the three dudes from St. Arnold's saying, please, could you just sign this for us? Please, please. I was like, how in the hell did they even know where we stayed at? Or how how did they they followed us Half hour. and we did not even pick it up? I think That's if I commitment. see those same dudes again, I think I'm hitting the deck. I'm, I see the same dudes I saw from a half hour ago. I'll tell you right you now, whenever I'm I leave an event, I'm watching text, the rearview mirror from now if on. If you think I'm lying, text Pat. I am not lying. Pat is key. <laughs> key, J, and Max brought to you by Barbasol. Trying to benefit off me, man, please. For nearly 30 years, every thrilling Jurassic moment has led to this. Barbasol limited edition Jurassic World collector's cans. Capture them all. Capture them all oh. before they're gone. Hmm. They're going to go extinct. You've got to capture them now. Get them now while you can. Get them while they're hot. Not going to be frozen in amber or whatever. Okay. All right, look. Make this transition. Sean, Sean Marks. There's no transition. Okay, just go right to it. Yeah, you know what else is captured? No, you got to do it this way. What was frozen was the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, right. Sean Marks at the uh, press conference, you know, exit basically press conference of the year. Um, Nets GM on needing availability from all his players. Listen to this. When we saw this year, you know, when when you have, you know, Kevin Miss. 27 games with injuries and Kyrie being out for over half the season. I mean, that hurts. You know, that hurts from a roster building standpoint. You know, that's that's not what we planned for. So um, some are avoidable and, and other excuses are of, of individual nature. And those are the ones that we have to try and avoid. We need people here that want to be here. They're selfless. They want to be part of something bigger than themselves. And they, there's an objective and there's a goal at stake here. And in order to do that, we're going to need availability from everybody. Yeah, I hear what Sean Marks is saying, and he's right. They do need everybody to be available. And people are naturally going to say, well, that's a line that's correlated towards Kyrie Irving. But at the end of the day, that sounds like a bluff to me because he's saying the right thing, but that's not his call. Now, what could reiterate that key, what could confirm that that is a hot topic that needs to be kind of reconfirmed by this player is Kevin Durant coming out and then saying that, reconfirming it. Because the reality is, as much as Sean Marks can speak to the media and see all these things, if KD doesn't see this as a problem, it's not a problem. And people are going to say, whoa, you know, Kyrie has a player option he can sign in. And if Kyrie doesn't want to sign the player option for his last year of his deal and he wants a four-year new deal, 
You think the Brooklyn Nets are not going to give him that deal if Kevin Durant doesn't say anything? Kevin Durant not saying anything, it's almost as a way of saying, yeah, like so this me, is where it is. So, but, so, Jay, mm-hmm. when, you, when you say it's not his call, why wouldn't it be his call? He's the general manager of the team. Because this team centers around what KD wants. Okay, so that, that is correct. That is true. But the general manager has direct line of communication with Kevin Durant. He doesn't need – Kevin Durant doesn't need to disclose that information to the public. He can just talk to the general manager and say, yo, man, you know, I'm tired of this. We got to do something about it. And the general manager will say, okay, I, all right, I'm, I'm going I'm to put that message out there to let him know what's going on. See, because I don't think – But see, Keith, I the, don't think the, it's the, the a bluff, thing. Jay. Yeah. Because – if you look at it, everything they did to get the situation where it's at with James Harden, Ben Simmons, but Kyrie, if you listen to his message, there's some things, as he said, we can tolerate because we get it. But there's other things that we can't tolerate, like we can't have happening if we want to win a championship. But, CK, my only, my only pushback to your comment would be, why would I need to go to Sean Marks to say that? I would say that directly to my teammate in Kyrie, and that well, would be enough. No, because, I got another one because, though. Because, Why is Sean Marks talking to talking to them through the media in that case? If the communication, well, he's asked is there. the question. He's at the exit exit uh, press conference, and he's asked the question, so he has to answer it. But and the, he was already, I'm sure, prepared for a question like that coming. But what I would say though, Jay, yeah, you might feel you you want to go to your teammate, but if I'm really trying to keep my hands clean. It's yeah. almost like the LeBron James Westbrook situation. But here's well, if I want to keep my hands yeah. clean, I'm going to let everybody else do, do the dirty work. Yeah, but, Key, we know what time it is. I mean, you're smart enough to know that if you are if you have a teammate on a team and it comes back, you know where that's coming from. Yeah, like, so there's feel, no dancing still, around that. But it still feels better if somebody else did the dirty work than me. Fair. That, but, that's all I'm saying. But I don't Key, know, Katie. Yeah. You, you know Kevin – I don't know KD. I've only met him one time, and he looked like he was 100 pounds coming out of Texas. So that's the only time I met him. But it still comes back to that relationship. And is their relationship strong enough where they can tell each other what time it really is instead of going through the Sean Marks? Because after a while, it's going to come down to those two anyway. Well, here's I don't what, think here's what you really seem got, to be saying to me, Jay. I don't think the availability is honestly going to be a problem. Sean Marks is, is, is woofing, right? Like he's saying stuff that – that is not that it's wrong. He needs availability, but he's actually doesn't wield power in this situation because it revolves See, around KD. Does, and but 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 I'm saying this is Jay. Correct me if I'm wrong. And KD is in thrall with Kyrie. So since KD, like Kyrie, is really calling the shots in a way because the organization's looking at KD for 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 direction, and KD is looking at Kyrie. Right, See, so I when Sean KD, Marks is talking about Kyrie, who cares? I think KD is 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 using Sean Marks to send that message because KD realizes mm. he's smart enough, Jay. And I don't know him, but I I would assume based on what a little bit I do know that he's smart enough to know that the outside public is questioning him what about that, Jay. Now, I mean, I don't know which way it works, but like my my thing is, I don't know why. Why would I have to tell? Because this, this like KD doesn't want confrontation, say, with Kyrie. But hands, it's Jay. inevitable. It is inevitable. There comes to a point where as two men, you have to deal with stuff face up. 
Mm-hmm. It can't be you taking side doors, getting to you, having somebody else say something. Because at the end of the day, you and I are going to have to deal with Understood, that. Understood. It, it, it's do a you problem think that's it's, going to persist. I, I think we're all on the same page there. But do you think it's possible that Key's theory is correct, that in fact K, it, it, KD does want more accountability, but especially if he feels like he's looking to Kyrie and doesn't want to assert himself with Kyrie, then maybe a, an easier way or a better feeling way for him to do it is through the GM publicly. Let me ask you a question. What does that do? Sean Marks saying that, it gets us talking about it. You think that really? Do you think that really makes Kyrie worried? Who was on? Who, who was streaming to, last night on or, Twitch? Who are you talking to? Key or KD? Both. Both. Well, you guys. But I'm, what I'm trying to find out is: Do you think that's not possible, or do you think that it's just not a great idea if it is possible? I, I don't. I don't think it's still. I don't think it resonates. You don't I, think I, it I don't resonates think it's gonna, with who? I don't think. It, I don't think that's going to resonate with Kyrie. First off, I think Kyrie will be available true. for this year. Yeah. Like yeah, it's not. There's no pandemic. Like he will be available for this year. But I don't, I don't think Kyrie's sitting home like, oh, well, Sean Marks told me that you know, availability is a thing. I don't know. You say, you, like, if I'm Sean Marks, I'm sitting there going, yeah, the pandemic, the, the, the mass or the vaccination, okay, we, maybe we're past that. But Kyrie, I'll just talk for myself, okay? Kyrie strikes me as the type who's looking for a cause greater than himself to attach himself to. And he's missed a lot of time, not always for injury. Sometimes it was for stuff that's private and everyone respects his privacy, they still may have criticism professionally, but he's going to handle business. Other times, it's the vaccine. What's the next thing going to be? Isn't there some thought, Jay, that you have? I know I have the thought. What will the next what? thing be that keeps Kyrie away from the Nets? So why, but Jay, let me ask you this, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could have the floor again. Why in the hell would the general manager say this if he doesn't believe this will do anything to motivate Kyrie to stay on course, why would he say, why would he go out on the limb to say the things that he's saying? Key, all I know is a lot of people have said a lot of things before. And at the end of the day, I'm just going to tell you how, what I feel about it. The person that Kai will consult with and collaborate is Kevin Durant. It's Kevin Durant. I don't see anything Sean Marks saying that will affect how Kyrie thinks, but KD can. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance, and now a no-frills ad brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Here it is. You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. That's it. See? Just a good old-fashioned, straightforward ad. See if you could save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or progressive.com. Nuno, what happened? So there was a gentleman in this uh, in the studio by the name of Evan Wilner. Producer for KJM. KJM, uh, producer and fourth member of KJM. He heard your question. He said, that's a great topic. Here's what I will say to that, Nuno. I I don't have a problem with them actually using it. I do. I don't have, no, I don't have a problem with them using it. I have a problem if they don't (laughs) cite where they got it from. Like, you got to show your work when it comes to this business. Keyshawn, J. Will Max. Guys, I just had a great question to throw out there that I just now thought of. Me all by myself. Listen to this one. I think this might be a, 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 a hot one. Yankees fans, if you have to lose Aaron Judge to either the Red Sox or the Mets, who would you rather lose him to? 
That's an original thought just now just that I had. Just yep, yep, just me. Yeah, oh yeah, just thought it up. That is a great topic. Yeah, thank you, thank you. No, no, no. I am going to get blamed for this, like everything, like. Max, yeah. that's funny and all, but yeah. literally this is what Chris Carlin said yesterday on, on Greeny. Uh, Chris Carlin right. of Canty and Carlin filling in for Greeny. All right, okay. And I threw out this question. Hey, if Aaron Judge ends up going somewhere else, where as a Yankee fan would you rather see him go? It would, be, would, would you rather see him go to the Red Sox or to the Mets? I can't believe Chris Carlin would steal my stuff. I mean, honestly, I'm just going to tell you. That's as, unbelievable. As, Chris, Shame. As yes. a guy who's throwing out the first pitch against the Natties on May 31st, yeah. be there. That's going to be great. Guy who knows Steve Cohen, like, I, I, I'm saying the Mets. It's not even a doubt. It's the Mets. Yeah, you know what's funny, though? Once upon a time, that might have been Red Sox because that's how hated the Mets were by Yankees fans. It's changed, and also because the Red Sox started winning World Series. Mm-hmm. And also, you have to face that dude all the time in the AL East at Fenway, a right-handed monster. Oh, <laughs> keep him away keep from him the away. Red Sox. That's right. Keep him in the city and keep him away from the Red Sox. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I would, I would prefer him to go to the, the Dodgers. Sox. No, yeah, Sox? You don't need him. We got Mookie Betts and everybody. We're good. Um, Why the Sox? Well, if you're a Dodgers fan, but if, what if you're a Yankees fan, Key? Yeah, the Sox. I would, I would prefer him to go to the Sox why? because why would I want him to be in my backyard – that close, I got to read about him every single day on the back pages. Thank you. Yeah. Why, why, why would you want to? Why would you want? That? All right, Key. I'm going to flip this on you. Say Mookie Betts was going to be a free agent, or, or you know, yeah, Mookie Betts was going to be a free agent. Would you rather him go to the Giants or to the Angels? The Angels. Right. So why yeah. is it different when it comes to the Mets and the Yankees? Why is it different for me if the Mets and the Yankees? Yeah, like, all right, say Aaron Judge, say Aaron Angels, Judge was on the Dodgers. You'd rather him go to the Angels than the Giants. That's the same you don't thing. Have to face no, no, because no one cares about the Angels at all whatsoever no in one L.A. Cares about the Mets. Yeah. Well, he, here it is. Now now they they do. Do. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me give you, now they do. Hold on, let me give you two examples from Yankees history, okay? Both players wound up on the Yankees. One was already there. One was not. But both times the Red Sox were making pushes for this guy, Okay. A-Rod, first of all, Red Sox thought they had a deal for A-Rod. Yankees swooped in and stole him with an Alfonso Soriano trade, right? He would have been a problem for the Yankees playing. The Yankees facing A-Rod in that lineup at Fenway at shortstop, that's been a big problem for the Yankees. The other, though, was a homegrown Yankee who was the heart and soul in really the best player on the championship dynasty who hit cleanup and played center field, and that was Bernie Williams. There was a point where Bernie was about to sign with the Red Sox, and he himself called George Steinbrenner directly and said, yo, let's work something out. I don't want to go play for Boston. And Steinbrenner's like, yup, and they signed him up. I think it was like uh, $87.5 million over six years, something like that. And um, that is what we're looking at. That's what we're looking at with Aaron Judge, a homegrown great player, Best player on the team, you absolutely, under any circumstance, cannot let him go to Boston, period. Period. Can't happen. Yeah, see, I just – Boston, I wouldn't mind him going to Boston. I understand the the rivalry and and all that sort of stuff. But the Mets, you're reading about him every single day. He's on sports, this and that. Better than Boston. But, Max, I I know this is a hypothetical question that it posed for great thoughts on it. But it's also – it's realistic. I mean, how much much more – 
as a diehard Yankees fan, do you guys need to come up in price if he's able to sustain this type of success this season after you didn't want to meet him where he wanted to be contract-wise? Another 35. Yeah, it's so stupid of the Yankees. Like, they were willing to take him through the age 37 season. So whatever concerns they have about his age, they got – they said, okay, we have to bite the bullet. We're going to do that. That's got already you there. done. Yes. They were willing to go over $30 million. So the fact that they would, after going over $30 million and going through age 37, start nickel and diming him around the last 2 or $3 million a year, and now here's, – here, here's how I feel about a Yankees fan. When the Yankees, like, leaked the news thinking he'll, they'll turn New York against Aaron Judge – let me tell you how I feel about the Yankees as a Yankees fan, and I always want the Yankees to save money because it means they can get more good players, right? I'm so mad at the way it went down. I hope it costs the Yankees a few extra bucks just to teach them a lesson. That's how mad I am about the fact that this deal wasn't done in the offseason. And my prediction is it's getting done right now under the radar. That's, it's going to get done. I'm going to say he's never going to see free agency, and it will cost the Yankees extra because Aaron Judge might hit 60 home runs this year. You can't, let that, guy, you can't let that guy see free agency no, at all. You no. can't let him let it get to that point. I think he w- – by the way, he hit 52 home runs as a rookie since th- – he's never played over 150 games since then. If he gets into 150, 55 games, he might mess around and hit 60. He is the best power hitter in baseball. Mm. Oh, it kills me. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm glad I thought of that question. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Sixers host the Heat, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Does anything for Aaron Rodgers matter before the postseason? I need to get Key's answer on that one. Keyshawn J. Willemax, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hit us up, 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. And we welcome in now. I feel like when you say his full name, you should hear, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, Robert Griffin III, ESPN football analyst what's up rg3 what's up max how you doing brother good always good to hear from you so um 
Key RG3, Fox announces that the uh, Cowboys will visit the Packers in Week 10. That's Mike McCarthy's return to Lambeau Field. Uh, Robert, what are your expectations for the Cowboys by Week 10 of the season when they face the Packers? Oh, I mean, I think get the popcorn ready for that game. I think the Cowboys will be in the hunt uh, for the Super Bowl. You know, there's been a lot of changes in their division. Carson Wentz being the quarterback in Washington. You got Brian Dabo out there in New York. And, of course, A.J. Brown, the star receiver, is now being in Philly. But to me, Dallas has the most continuity on their team, and everyone knows what's up, right? They know it's put up or shut up time, uh, and they've got to start playing to their potential. We can't just keep talking about it. So I look at this roster, and it's filled with ballers, shot callers, and men with a whole lot of dollars in that locker room. And it's way past time, uh, in my opinion, for the Cowboys to start riding for that Lombardi. Uh, they keep chanting, we them boys, but we need them to grow up and, and show us that they're men. If they keep chanting, we them boys, and you, they need to grow up and show them that they are the ones, the chosen one. And for some weird reason, they get off to a slow start. Will Mike McCarthy even get to week 10, RG? I mean, for his family's sake, I hope he does. Uh, it seems like Mike McCarthy's got that target on his back, you know, kind of like Matt Nagy had last year. Uh, and we all know that the Cowboys underperformed last year. So they have to get out in front of that narrative. Uh, and like you're saying, Keyshawn, they got to win. And they got to win early and often and do it in dominant fashion, uh, just in my opinion. Because McCarthy, he did struggle last year with clock management. So, you know, let's hope that, you know, Dak having a full offseason, uh, not, not having to deal with an injury uh, is going to help that camaraderie on offense. And that Mike McCarthy's got a new guy in his ear when it comes to clock management. Now, you could you can make the argument that um, he shouldn't be dealing with the, these types of issues this late into his coaching career, but that's a conversation for another time. Right now, I think everybody kind of views him as, as coaching for his job, and it's because of the, the amount of talent that the Cowboys have on that roster. Uh, anything short of a Super Bowl is unacceptable for them at this point. i got to reset this the right way because I can't just say RG. That's something Jay Will would say. RG3, ESPN <laughs> football analyst joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. How much pressure, though, you know how this is, RG, you were the number two pick in Washington, a lot of stress, a lot of pressure to come back and play on a, on a, on a bad leg to try to will your team to victory. Now, all of a sudden, we're looking at Dak Prescott, who got the bag. Everybody was wondering whether or not Jerry would pay him. So there's this narrative out there now that I believe if he doesn't perform at a certain level, the stress and the amount of heat that's going to be on his ass during the year and at the end of the season is going to be crazy. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think for Dak, um, if he was anywhere else except for Dallas, I think there would already be heat on, on him. Uh, just look at the patience that Jerry Jones and Cowboys Nation had with Tony Romo. Ten years as a starter didn't even sniff a Super Bowl, right? So you look at Dak, he's going into year seven, so it should be no big deal. Uh, you know, but to be honest, for Dak, uh, I look at this season as it's it's not that it's Super Bowl or bust for his career, but it's not enough for him just to get the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, they got to go win it. You talk about Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, both of those guys made it to the Super Bowl and are, are, they got replaced, right? Heck, Trent Dilfer won one in Baltimore and they couldn't get him out of there faster. You know, so it's a cold world out there, but for Dak, he, he has been the reason that they've been winning games solely by himself, but he hasn't been getting a lot of the, the, the pressure and the down talk uh, from everyone else because of the injuries or because of the, the inadequacies of the head coach. So now 
they brought them back. They brought everybody back, and they're retooled and, and set to go win a Super Bowl at this point with the talent they have on their roster. So if they don't even sniff that this year, I, I agree with you. Dak is going to be under uh, some scrutiny for sure. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Robert Griffin III with us because we got it like that. Robert, let me ask you this. The Packers, we've been looking at it from the, from the uh, Cowboys' point of view and Mike McCarthy's return. Now, he got canned by the Packers, right? They were not heading in the right direction, all that. But I'm looking at the Packers now, and yes, they made a coaching change, and they win 13 games every single year, literally since then, right, with LaFleur. But they've fallen flat in the playoffs, haven't gotten it done. So whatever the Packers' regular season record is, I'm sure it'll be really good by the time they face the Cowboys. Does it mean anything? Will we be able to know anything about them really before the playoffs? Uh, you know, Max, I think for the for the for the Packers, it comes down to do they have enough firepower uh, in the receiving receiving core to to win a Super Bowl? And I think we will find that out during the season. Right now, you got Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, Christian Watson, and Amari Rogers. Those are their top wide receivers in that in that in that group. And when I look at that, I see I see some old. I see some really old, and I see some new faces, right? So the regular season will show us who's going to become Rodgers' third down guy, who's going to be his big play guy in that offense, and ultimately who's going to become his favorite target now that Devontae Adams is gone. Uh, and it might not even be a wide receiver, right? It could be Robert Tanyan coming back at tight end. could be one of his running backs. We don't know. But by the time we get to the playoffs, which is where – Everyone is focusing for the Packers because they, they just have come up short and underperformed the last few years after winning those 13 games, like you mentioned. Um, yeah, we're going to find that out. But the Cheeseheads need Aaron and the Packers to be clicking at the right time and show up and win games when it matters the most. And, yes, that is the playoffs. But that ultimately comes down to execution. We will find out if this receiving core has enough firepower for the Packers to win a Super Bowl this year. And the mm-hmm. clock is ticking. Yeah, that is correct. RG3, you, I know you, you look at social media a little bit and, you know, timelines and all that sort of stuff pop up. And so, Tua, I, I, I'm sure you've seen this, and if not, I can explain <laughs> it to you. So, Tua had this under, kind of like under-throwing Tyreek Hill moment on social media, right? And you played the position. Now, you are now in television, in radio, so – I need you to be that guy and not quarterback protector in this situation because I know how you quarterbacks can be protecting one another. What did you make of the big the video, man? Is it a big deal or is it just nothing? It's like whatever is pat and go. Keyshawn, listen, Tyreek caught that ball like a punt, right? He was standing still. I saw it. It was a wobbly pass. But it's not that big of a deal. It's a, it's a big deal for the Dolphins' social team not understanding that that wasn't a good throw. They even put the rocket emoji on the throw to make it seem like it was better than it was. But well, that's it such ultimately, a good point. <laughs> oh, they, oh, they told on themselves. Key, they put the rocket emoji on the oh. – they put, they put the oh. rocket emoji on there. So I'm like, the, the social team clearly doesn't understand that wasn't a good throw. But I, let me tell you this. Not as a protector of quarterbacks. But it is routes on air, and I watched a guy in Baltimore miss every single throw in routes on air and then go throw five touchdowns in a primetime game in the same week. So yeah, I, I want people to understand that it's not, it's not that big of a deal, but they also then showed like two or throwing a five-yard out that was like a 10 of 10 throw, hit him in stride, like beautiful, couldn't be better. 
So I think they're either trolling all of us and going by that um, that saying by a guy Easy E that there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? Uh, and they got the people talking, so mission accomplished. Yeah, see, I, I'm spooked though as a receiver. I'm watching that, and I'm saying you're routes on air, pat and go. Nobody's rushing you. <laughs> nobody's doing nothing, and I'm fair catching it. I, I that's just me though. I guess maybe I'm I'm still. A little shocked by the quarterbacks that I played with in my career. RG3. Oh, man. You really said it oh, all this man. morning. You you went from pointing out rocket emojis on social media tweets to quoting Easy e You've done it all. The great Robert Griffin III here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Robert, thanks as always for jumping on. Appreciate you, fellas. God all bless. Right, buddy. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, the rocket emoji key. Key, that's just brutal. I didn't even think about that. Oh, that's just brutal. It's a national holiday. In one city this morning, they're observing a Druish holiday in Milwaukee. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You see this, uh, like you see this video of the guy sitting behind uh, Taco Fall. Yeah, the young lady, right? No, the, sorry, the guy said, yeah, the lady sitting behind Taco Fall, who's seven uh-huh. foot six. Yeah, she she got a she had a bad seat, and she thought she had a good seat. <laughs> when whoever gave them to her, however she bought them or whatever, she was like, oh, I'm gonna be on court side, I'm gonna get up close vision. And all of a sudden, this and and, and he's not just seven six, right? Because when he sits down, he's going to be much smaller. It's about the width of the back. You know he got a big back because he's not a small guy. So it's the width of the back that she can't get around. Yeah, you, you like you basically should get your money back. Like <laughs> You didn't get to see the game. I remember this is a true story. Running into Larry David in L.A. And it was such a curb your enthusiasm moment. Like something that would have happened on the show where he was, I want to say that he was at a, a, a Kings game in L.A. It was the playoffs. And the coaches wouldn't sit down. And he starts banging on the glass because the coaches are standing up key, so they're obscuring his view of the yeah. ice. And he starts banging on the glass, telling the coaches to sit down so he can, so he can watch I the always, game. <laughs> I always feel bad when somebody's behind me, and I'm yeah. not 7'6". And I'm at a game or something yeah. or, or an event, and they're sitting behind me, and they can't see what's going on. I always feel bad. I kind of try to slump in the chair slump a down yeah. a little oh. bit or move to the side a little bit just because it's just, you know, it's one of those deals where you feel bad for somebody, but I want to be able to see, and I want my vision. I pay for my seats, but I also understand that you're behind me, and I can't do it. I'm not getting ready to switch seats with you, although I have done that before. I switched seats with somebody that was sitting behind me and they couldn't see. It's nice. And, yeah, I switched because I could get over them. I could see. You know, it was fine. It was one row. I'm not going to die. 
yeah, you know, the world is not built. Must be nice to be six four. I wouldn't know, but the world is not built for six foot four people. Like, how do you? And by the way, you got money to ride first class and stuff, and places sending you first class. How did like how did your six four even sitting coach for like a six hour flight's got to be brutal? Yeah, I, I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know, Max. No. Six hours. I must really have to get where I need to go if I'm back there. Yeah, I'm just being honest <laughs> with you. Because I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'll sit in the airport and wait because of what you just said. Body-wise, I got to be comfortable, man. Yeah, it's not built for big people. Like, I don't know how. It's 6'4 plus. And the, and the, thing, the crazy man. thing about that, they will make the seats smaller to squeeze other, you know, yeah. other seats in. It's like, wait a minute, man. This used to be two seats. Now it's four in a row. All right. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we're back in 10 seconds. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and we are joined right now by the great P.J. Carlissimo. What's going on, Coach? Good morning, Max. Keith, don't, don't go back. You don't need to know what it's like sitting back there, believe me. No, Coach. <laughs> Trust I, me. Hey, man, my knee's up in my throat sitting in the back. I can't do it anymore. I'm, I'm, I worked too damn hard, man. Anymore. This dude had this dude didn't go coach when he was in college. What nah, are you talking nah, about? Nah, PJ, I need a seat up front. And speaking of who needs a seat up front, I have to ask you about this. Oh, so I know it was a broken play last night with the Celtics and the Bucks. And I know that Marcus Smart made the right read. But I want to ask you, at the end of the game, why isn't the ball in the hands of Jason Tatum, your best player? Why does it feel like he was missing in action down the stretch last evening? I don't know. Um, Marcus Smart has made a lot of big plays for them. I mean, you look at the stats, Marcus Smart had better stats, not as big. But um, I, they, they got it in quick. They didn't have a chance to talk about it. Um, wouldn't surprise me that it would have ended up in his hands had Marcus got it across. But you saw him, he kind of fumbled it a little bit, Jay, before he got to half court. And uh, that was all Drew Holiday needed. He jumped in. He, he just lost control of it for a second. But I, I was more surprised on the prior play yes. than on after the, uh, you know, after the basket. Uh, that was the one I was talking about. PJ, I don't know where Jay went after house. the basket, whether the long pass was available or not. But I, I didn't mind giving it to Marcus as much on that one. On the other one, it was a question of inbounding the ball. They, they inbounded the ball right in front of their bench. And I don't think – you know, they got the look they wanted, and he kind of flashed up out of the corner. If you think of it, the last couple of out-of-bounds plays, um, Milwaukee was lucky to get it in. Um, Giannis himself was the one who inbounded it, wasn't it? Like there was two three inbounds plays late where it didn't appear it was the first option guy that was open. You know, somebody made a second move to get open, and that's how I think that's how the ball ended up in Marcus's hand on that one where he dribbled from the right, you know, on the right baseline like he – Almost had an angle by Connaughton, but Drew made a great hunt. That was two exceptional plays, and ironically, they were against the defensive player of the year. What do you think about what Coach Bud has been doing to free up, you know, Giannis to a degree, doing this series to get him some rest? 
Well, I tell you, he's, get, he's getting the amount of shots. Giannis is, I mean, his game is so strange. It's so different. I mean, you know, when they can get him the ball in transition, it's just night and day. When, when they get him the ball in the half court, I mean, it just usually grinds. I mean, his thing when he first gets it, he kind of squares up and looks at the situation and decides, you know, w- what he does. So, I mean, it ends up so many isos in the half court with Giannis. He makes those plays good an awful lot of the time, but that team is so markedly different in their half-court offense than they are when they're in any kind of transition. And, of course, you know, the Celtics are scoring. Uh, you know, they're taking the ball out of bounds more than they would like to, the Bucks, The Bucks are a very good defensive team, but when they don't get stops and they got to come, come up the floor and operate against a half-court defense, like everybody in the league, they're not as good, but particularly them. And then on top of that, when Chris Middleton's not there, because Chris Middleton turns a lot of late-clock situations and a lot of those half-court isos into good plays. He'll make a good pass, he creates a good shot, or he makes a big shot. He makes big plays in the fourth quarter. So I, I think you had, you know, that always enter, enters into it with the Bucks. They just look so differently, as does Giannis, when he's playing open floor, when he's playing. They, we didn't used to have the word when uh, Jay Will and I were, uh, were working downhill. When they're playing downhill, they're a completely different team. P.J. Carlissimo, ESPN NBA analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. P.J. is in Philadelphia and on the call for us tonight on ESPN Radio as the Sixers host the Heat tonight in Game 6 at 6.30 p.m. P.J., what do the 76ers need to do tonight other than play with a sense of urgency like they did it in Game 5 to avoid a closeout scenario for the Heat? Jay, I was shocked, uh, to put it mildly. We're sitting in, in Miami the other night, and you, when you jump around from series to series, you you know, you know you try and watch chunks of the prior games. This series um, has been a whole – it's funny because there's been 20 games now played uh, in this round. The, the visiting teams only won four times, uh, and three of them occurred in the Boston-Milwaukee series. I mean, you, you got a whole bunch of home teams won every game. Two, two series, the home team has won every game. Uh, Memphis, Golden State, Golden State won the first one, and the home team's won every one since. Um, this one is so home-sided, it's not even funny. Uh, most of the games have not been competitive games. For some reason, Philadelphia can't shoot three-point shots in Miami, and Miami hasn't been able to make a three-point shot uh, in Philadelphia. This has been, a, I mean, a strangely home dominant series i thought we thought the other night a game five is, is such a, a big we thought we were going to see a, a, you know like a game like boston milwaukee last night it was going to be unbelievable and it was just philly could never get going um I, I thought early on joel was playing okay he wasn't playing mvp candidate joel but he was playing well and then that play when he got the ball shoved but you know deadman swiped swiped down the ball went into his mask and I could just feel the pain. I'm going back 800 years, but I got hurt Halloween night my senior year, and I fractured the whole floor of the orbit, and it was it was unbelievable. And you could just see um, the pain. He didn't look like the same guy after that. That was not the only reason. It wasn't going to matter the way his teammates were playing also. I mean, it was there were seven heat and double figures. Max Struess looked like the best. We interviewed Max after the game. It was a delightful interview. He was great. He goes, it's my first double-double. In the NBA, he said Riles told him to get 10 rebounds. So he went out and got 10 rebounds. Uh, Riles better tell him to get 10 rebounds again um, tonight. But uh, just they, they never showed up. 
Uh, I mean, they didn't play with any urgency whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, I mean, I would believe they're going to tonight. You know, when you, you get to the games Gotta where you put the tonight, uniforms coach. away, if you lose, that, that usually brings out the urgency. Uh, normally, I'd be saying, I, I hope yeah. Miami can match the coach, urgency we're up of against it tonight. But Appreciate I'll tell you what, Philly really was scary um, with the energy. That- G-Sean, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. 